When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. JV, what's up, mommy? Uh, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good for uh, Monday afternoon. How about yourself? Kind of, kind of sad, bro. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, I kind of was thinking. You know, we talked last week about HBO Max and them just doing the reorg with all their DC stuff, right? Um, I'm still really pissed off about not seeing Batgirl. Like, isn't the point of getting people to like? download and buy HBO Max so that they can watch stuff. Right. So, like, Netflix does this. Hulu has done this. Uh, Amazon Prime has done this. They have crappy original movies, especially True. Netflix. True. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to write one for Netflix right, right now. <laughs> um, right. I mean, hopefully it doesn't come off as crappy, but, hey, man, who you knows? Know? I mean, it gets um, there, it gets there, right? gets there, it gets there, bro. <laughs> But, like, even if some execs thought the movie was bad, yeah, you still put all that money in it. It's not going to the theater. Just release it. Yeah, I don't know how that works. I don't. I don't understand the 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 logic. Because, like, you you got to think, there is going to be like it's just like how there were so many women who flocked to go see the Wonder Woman yeah. movies and stuff like like that. It'd be the same exact thing, man. They're going to flock to go see that movie and they can't yeah. go to the theater, but they were going to download that and they're going to watch it. And Batgirl was done pretty much, right? Yeah. It was in post. I mean, you're talking about zero return. You know, I mean, I don't know how much it costs. You to, still got to pay Keaton. I don't know how much it costs to put one of those on a streaming service like of that magnitude. If it costs a lot of money or whatever, but it seems like you're still getting zero return. Even if it bombs, you're going to get some kind of return. Yeah. Like you're going to get 
like it's probably I mean, I, like I, I, per, I'm guessing I'm guessing it's per stream. I'm pissed off about this, man. I don't know that's if you fine, can tell. That's fine. That's fine. I think it's like probably like per stream or or whatever, or right. some whatever deal. But we, like we could probably Google that and see yeah, what it is. But I'm just not going. Yeah, to right yeah I'm now. not worried about that. <laughs> <laughs> we'd be pissed. Yeah, damn yeah. It. Um, <laughs> we'd be like, oh. Man, all that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, the math okay. checks. The math, maths. Um, Keaton still got paid. Yeah, uh, the directors probably still got paid. I'm sure. Um, so you're right. Like, what are you doing, man? Just release the product. If yeah. it's crappy, it's crappy. But like, the whole point of it is to give us content, man. That's yeah. why Netflix. They've lost a lot of money. You know, I follow a lot of like stocks and everything. So. Um, We've lost a lot of money, lost a lot of streamers, but they're still king of content. Right. And until Hulu and these places start pumping out like original content as fast as Netflix does, Mm -hmm. nobody's going to catch up. The only thing I can think of, only other studio uh, or streaming is like Disney Plus. Right. Yeah. That's just kind of built in, though. That's kind of built in. They got the House of Mouse. Yeah. All they had to do was Pixar. put Disney on there, and that was it. Yeah. They were making money before it came out. Exactly. So, <laughs> right? That's the only other thing. Just, but I really want to see this this movie, man. I, I really do, and I'd be pissed off if I don't. Just somehow. I want to see this version. Like, I want to see a Batgirl movie. Yeah, we've been talking about it for, like, 20 years with Josh Whedon and everybody else, but like, I want to see this version. It's going to piss me off I, if I don't see it. And I believe I saw something that they were stream or not streaming, but screening the movie for the cast and directors and stuff of what the cut was. Yeah. So it's there somewhere. So maybe it'll, it'll, uh, you know, in quotations leak out at some point. Give me that. Give me that cut. Let me get, yep. Well, I'll watch that it's on fine. a VHS. That is fine. I have to, bro. <laughs> It, yeah, mean, man. You got so, the power. More, more, more power to you. So, uh, still pissed off about that. But other than that, man, I'm doing good. Yeah. All right. Other than that, doing yeah. good, brother. Welcome to this week's episode of Movie in a Pod. I'm Clyde Smith. And I'm Javier Biello. In this week's episode, we're discussing the trailers for Smile. She said latest episode two of She-Hulk in our movie of the week, Thief. All right, brother. Uh, new week, some new trailers here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Got this joint, man, from Paramount. Um, smile. After witnessing a bizarre traumatic incident involving a patient, Dr. Rose Cotter starts experiencing frightening occurrences that she can't explain. Rose must confront her troubling past in order to survive and escape her horrifying new reality. We can't even enjoy a smile anymore, bro. (laughs) Just creepy. Like, I mean, they they will make a horror thriller psychological film about anything now. A smile? Yeah. Yeah. What were your thoughts yeah. about this trailer, man? Talk to me. Yeah, I'm pissed. I'm, I'm curious as it's going to like uh, just people having some kind of mental breakdowns or if it's like a demon possession. Like, you know, what, what, what are they it? seeing? Are they seeing just illusions or is this like a real, yeah, a real deal? Um, I mean, it seems sort of possession, like demonic kind of thing, right? Uh, That's what it comes across as, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I think the girl's like, obviously, you can see the girl's uh, blood outline of her smile in the sheet. Yeah, there, wild. Which uh, is pretty creepy. Uh, everybody just smiling at each other like, why, why are you smiling at me like that guy? Like, it is so weird, man. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, and I'm not going to get, like, worldly, but, like, in this day and age, we, we need more positivity. And you making this movie, who's this guy? Who's this person? Of course it's a guy. It was I don't know if Parker Finn's horror, a guy. Man. Everything's off, or there's nothing off limits. Parker Finn's movie. a dude. Parker, you created this, <laughs> and, like, I'm going to watch it because, like, I'm just a fan of cinema, but, like, you made a smile. Clowns? I don't like clowns anyways. But you, why do you not like clowns? Uh, is because it a big factor? Because their happiness is fake. <laughs> is it, but is smile, it a big factor in that, smiles though? Smiles are fake. <laughs> no, we can't enjoy smiles. Yeah. <laughs> it was, Scream made us scared to pick up a telephone. Right. Everybody got call ID after watching that movie, man. Yeah. You know, so it's just like, what? I can't go, I, I can't uh, hang out with my friends, yeah. you know, driving drunk down a mountain road and possibly hit a guy. That's scary because yeah, yeah. he'll come back and you haunt us. Like, gonna happen when you yeah, I don't there. know what's going to happen next summer, you know, but he does. So, like, what can we, why are we have to be afraid of everything, bro? Okay. <laughs> I mean, your point is excellent. It's an excellent point. Gosh. Um, can't go to summer camp. Yeah. Can't go out on Halloween night. Can't get in the lake. Can't go to sleep. <laughs> can't do nothing, right? Should have sit in my room. Can't do that, bro. Yeah. <laughs> little monsters, man. They'll drag me out of the yeah. bed. Little monsters. <laughs> Such a good movie. Such a good movie. <laughs> I just, yeah. I'm just tired of like these. They just take like the yeah. best thing and that brings us joy, and they just turn it on its head. Well, we just saw uh, the menu, right? That trailer. We talked about that one. Yeah, I mean, food makes me happy. Yeah, and I mean, now there's I'm a restaurant to, that's gonna. Well, I would okay. So some kind the, of manhunt. The difference, and we need to probably review that movie, like when that drops. I was yeah. thinking that. Um, I'm a big food fan. That's I mean, funny. I didn't get to be six four, you know, spitting carrots, right? So. <laughs> but I don't see myself going on some like um, exotic island. Like I guess if I was invited and it was all paid for, but we yeah, don't. Yeah. You know, I guess that. But like I wouldn't pay for it, right? Nah. My friend said like, "Yo, I got an extra ticket." Uh, right. I'll consider it. Know, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff like this, and yeah, so it's like this whole thing's like passed on to different people. Wow. So now you have a, uh, some kind of disease or some kind of something going on and it's very creepy. I don't like seeing people like that because like I said, people just smile at you all the time. Now, now somebody's like standing on the sidewalk or whatever and they look at you and smile. It's be creepy. Bro, I'm, I'm saying this, man. <laughs> this comes after, you say run them over? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, this comes like after like the pandemic with like mask and stuff where yeah. you don't see anybody's face. So you can't see somebody's mouth and facial features expressions. So like 
we're back at. I'm just like, yo, put a damn mask on at all times after I watch this movie. Yeah. My mask is on. Your mask <laughs> I don't is see on. Your smile, I don't your, see your smile, bro. Nothing. You can have the most beautiful smile ever. Right. Keep it. Keep it behind the mask, though. Keep that shit behind the mask, man. <laughs> Guys, we're gonna throw this on our <laughs> socials. Um, Paramount's giving this bad boy an hour and fifty five minutes, man. Oh, so boy. almost uh, a two hour thriller That's called so Smile. Um, guys, check out the trailer. What are your thoughts? Something you're excited about? Uh, drops September 30th in theaters. Nice. All right, man. I'm actually pretty excited for this one. This is uh, She Said. Um, New York Times reporters Megan Twally and Jody Cantor break one of the most important stories in a generation. A story that helped launch the Me Too movement and shattered decades of silence around the subject of sexual assault in Hollywood. Talk to me, brother. What are your thoughts? That was a lot. Yeah. Uh, that was that was all of it. That was all of it. That was all of it. Um, seems like we're... Well, they say some names. They say Harvey Weinstein. That directly. rat bastard. Um, so that just kind of leaves you right into what it's about. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, sexual harassment in Hollywood. And women being led to think they're there for those uh, um, interviews or whatever, or yeah. auditions, and really they're there to be tricked into some sexual activity, which they are not there for, obviously. Yeah, man. Um, This is going to be a really, I'm really a big fan of like, investigative like reporter type movies whether you're just like unraveling the truth and being silenced at every turn and having to having to like figure out okay i need this person to speak up i need this to happen or whatever and you know this them kind of burrowing through the situation and and getting through it man and uh the story finally breaking yeah um i'm really excited for this man i actually followed this while it was happening a couple years ago and uh, another day, putting it on screen. Obviously, Hollywood has to make a story about everything, even yeah, about yeah. it. Hollywood is this is such so Hollywood <laughs> movie that Hollywood is going to make a story about itself yeah. being shitty, right? You right. know what I mean? Like that's just that's the most Hollywood yeah. thing ever, right there, man. Yeah, I suppose it's uh to let us know that they know what's going on. Yeah, in Hollywood. They're trying to crack down on it, but you know, ain't no cracking down on all that mess over there. It's 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 wild, man. I, you know, I, you always knew that like women were not treated the the best as right. equals, right? With pay, with just like the cat calling and stuff like that. But like learning about this shit, man, and then seeing this movie, how this is even gonna open some eyes about like the details. Yeah, we don't know the details that this movie is gonna bring, right? Mm-hmm. And just like yo, these men were really shitty, and the men who like helped protect Harvey Weinstein and these other guys, yeah. man. Like, those are the real douchebags. Yeah, and getting in maybe uh, heavy into the testimonies, things like that. Yeah. these cases. Yeah, man. That's going to be uh, intense. This yes. is going to be a hard watch. Yes. Um, But I'm I'm there for it, man. Uh, highly recommend. We're going to throw this on our socials. Uh, this trailer was phenomenal. And what do you all think? She said... Uh, this one has 
uh, Samantha Morton and Carrie Mulligan uh, leading the cast there. So let's know what your thought, thoughts are. All right, brother. Uh, episode two. Episode she Hulk. two. Yes, sir. She ain't got no job. Nope. I love that. <laughs> I, I love that. The logo <laughs> flip. Yeah. Yeah. I like For that. For hire, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was one of the first good laughs of the, of the episode. She's starting to give me a real, like, uh, Ryan Reynolds vibe. Like okay. her, her, her under her breath talking to herself. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of like, like Deadpool, right? She, she can talk to herself and say things and not, you know, people can't really hear her, right? Cause she's speaking to us kind of. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I was enjoying that for this one cause she did a lot. Like just. But I think you mean like I think you mean like Ryan Reynolds is so good at that outside of he just does that like in movies himself, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. He could be going through something and just be like, mm, "This is interesting," and he's talking to us, yeah. but not really breaking the fourth wall and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. So she's doing that quite well, man. She has her own little spin on it, though. Um. I like that she was back with the family, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> it was a good time, bro. And they just. Let me hear, like, what's going on with this? You know what right. I mean? What's going on with this? And they just throwing her one way, yeah. throwing her this way, talking about Hawkeye and stuff. <laughs> so you're not the first Hulk we've had to deal with in this family, right? <laughs> uh, what about your boy Wong? <laughs> Making an appearance. Let's well, go. well, news clip. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, Beating the mess out of... Uh, <laughs> uh, what's Abomination. The, the abomination, yeah. 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 Yeah, that was a good time. I, I was waiting for that to tie in at some point because it's there. It's always there for a reason, right? We don't yeah. ever know why. I remember when we saw the movie, we were all like, "What is Wong doing out here fighting? Just, just street <laughs> fighting?" And then they're hanging out, like they're hanging out in the locker room or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully, we'll uh, get to see what that was all about. She's uh, got to defend this guy, man. Yeah, yeah. And like her case got, I, I love her boss as well. Yeah. He's just like, um, well, this is the case. Yeah. Go go do it. So this is going to be, now we see it's going to be placed right around the same time as Shang-Chi was. Yes. Pretty close to it. Which is cool that they're kind of overlapping things. Yeah. Um, It kind of brings a, a phase one vibe back, you know, because right. what was it? Um, like Iron Man, Iron Man 2, like Iron Man, Iron Man 2, and um, Thor, and the Incredible Hulk all happened in like the span of like a few days. Yeah, yeah. Right? So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the same thing they're doing, letting you know that it's not just a one-off, one-off thing. Uh, yeah, and then apparently Banner's heading out in space. It's whatever. Not even telling her. Yeah, just rolling. Just rolling out, bro. We'll probably see him in um uh what the hell is it? The uh the Marvels. Right. Something. I don't know what else is space or No telling. Uh there's the whole rumors of the World War Hulk situation. I feel like we no. did that in Ragnarok though. Kind we did like well, we did like a, a, a portion of we like adapted it yeah. a little bit. You yeah, want like a full on. I think he was supposed to. That really wasn't that because I think he's supposed to full on like rage. So, 
I see what you mean. He also was. I think there was like a Planet Hulk. Right? Yes. And that's kind of what Ragnarok kind of was. And then I think World War Hulk is supposed to be like just him being wild. One of those, and I don't remember what it was, like he could just speak. He wasn't just like Hulk smash. He could actually, like, yeah. like he is right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's the best of both worlds. Um, Hannah Montana, you know, um, <laughs> where he, he, uh, could speak. I don't remember if it was world war or plant planet Hulk though, but that's what I do remember. Right. Um, my favorite part of this episode, man, was just at the end when her dad's making her just do like a bunch of shit in the house. dude. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you got to get a bunch of shit done and you haven't got it done yet and your daughter's a Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> She's here, all the water balls around and all that stuff. So stays, stays hydrated, yeah. bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Tatiana Masley, she's doing her thing. I'm really enjoying this show. Um, I'm in it. And I want to, I just don't want to see her do this. She's such a good actor. Right. I want to see her in the MCU later. Right. You know what I mean? So I hope it's yeah. just not this. So we'll see, man. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys, episode two. By the time this drops, episode three is out. And talk to us about it. Let us know your thoughts. All right, guys, we got a new uh, segment of movie news. We're bringing it back. Oh. All right. Oh. And Javi went ahead and put the music in there. Yeah, I, yeah, I, we'll I hope. We'll, we'll see. I don't, know, I don't know what he does in post. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude, your your buddy uh, Ezra Miller. Yes, he is back in Burbank. He's trying to lock down that bank account. Still, <laughs> he's <laughs> make sure that bank account's gonna be all right. He's back in in Burbank, and he's ready to be the Flash. Everybody wants him to to be. Mm. I don't, know, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I mean, a man would just maybe just had a, a moment in his life where he just needed to do some things, maybe experience a few things. And he went out and did it. He just needed to punch people? He just needed to punch people. And steal some stuff? You know, it's a thing. Lock himself up in Vermont? Like, he needs to do all this? Yo, I, I just like, so so he's back and he's groveling and working with his his team and Warner Brothers and they're talking and everything yeah. and trying to, you know, not recast this kid uh, with, uh, you know, the, from the kid from the Flash show. I still think you need to do that. Yeah, we need Grant Gustin. Yeah, but I thought Grant Gustin was the best pick before. When they announced Justice League, well, I was like, yeah, well, I th- just I th- move Grant Gustin over. Yeah, well, I mean, he was kind of. Involved with the project, so sure CW had his ass locked down. Yeah, yeah, but that's not something that uh, I think that um, Warner Brothers DC could have mangled. Yeah, yeah. But what do I know? You right, know what? Right, yeah, we're what not, do we know? We're not I haven't seen Batgirl yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> what the hell, Warner Brothers and DC doing in there? Damn. <laughs> I have no so trust upset. in the studio so right now, upset. man. My favorite studio. This is what my favorite studio has has done, okay? Yeah. They have messed up the DC universe. Yes. Okay? They have let Christopher Nolan, who is the greatest director right now, walk. It's a universal. 
Right. They didn't release Batgirl. That was that was it, right? That was the straw, wasn't it? That was the straw. Like, what are you guys yeah. doing over there, man? Uh, like, okay, I, I so know. so like I, I look at it like like this, man, right? <clears throat> hear hear me out. I'm pissed off again. <laughs> you were coming down. You should go like that. Yo, yo, like McDonald's. <laughs> Created like the fast food whole like you know drive through experience right right, and everybody copied that, right? That's everybody fair. copied it. That's fair. Marvel, with Paramount and now Disney, created the MCU like the comic book multiverse kind of storylines where everything is connected and yeah. we're going to see everybody all in this one great movie and everything. Oh, and yeah. then we're going to have some solos. They, they have they perfected that. And they we're going to do it again. Do it again. Yeah. Rinse, repeat. You know what I mean? Yep. And they do it and they do it well and they wow us every time. Sometimes they don't wow us, but that's beside the point. I mean, though. They still make some money. Though. They still make a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody tried to do it, man. They try a universe, tried to do like a monsters universe. <laughs> They're trying to do a transformers universe there. Right. They try to do a GI Joe universe there and then like comes years later and like 20 after the first avengers yeah after that they go you know what let's try to dc we, we got we got Why this whole, we got all these people yeah all these characters we got the holy so, trinity so batman superman wonder woman hey let's try it yeah you guys are like years late to the but game let's just keep rebooting the same Characters over and over and over. Let's just do the same one. Yeah, do it over and get over. Get new Batman. Yeah. We're good. New Alfred? Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. New Joker? Cool. Let's do it. That's all the thing that they can do. But, like, you have... There's a formula out there. Yo, right. you're not going to be exactly... You're not going to be McDonald's, okay? You can't be. McDonald's <laughs> is... That, that's Marvel. Right. You can be Burger King. Right. Maybe not as good, but still makes a lot of money. It definitely you does. those damn chicken fries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, so, like, you have a formula, rinse, repeat, man, and you just ruined it. <laughs> oh, oh, man. And now, now I'm, like, fearing... Chicken fries. You, you bring know, the chicken fries into this. I'm f- I was so on the fence about Jason Momoa as Aquaman, and then I saw Aquaman. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Well, that was about the only way you could get Aquaman to be. I can see the hype. Anybody, anybody, uh, make the character worth the shit. Yeah, make him a drunken badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That works, and that definitely works, man. Yeah. He looks good in gold and green. <laughs> yes, he does. Um, I don't know what these guys are doing, man. Yeah, uh, I guess we'll find out. Going back to Ezra Miller, that's our movie news. Yeah, segment that I just went off on a tangent on, and I apologize. <laughs> just swung it back around to, to the intro, right? <laughs> they back effed up when they when they got this guy, <clears throat> and now he's trying to save face. And we have to. The movie's in the can, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna see him. Um, I don't know how I feel about him in the Flash movies in general. Definitely a bigger fan of Grant's personality as the Flash. Yeah. Um, CW hasn't exactly done the best for him as far as the production of the Flash. Yeah, it's 
TV and yeah, I mean the first few seasons were all right, but you think they'd be getting bigger budgets, doing better things, but it kind of feels like it's gone a little downhill. But that's about to be over. Yeah, I heard, and that's the end uh, of this CW kind of Arrowverse, right? Yeah, that sounds like about the end of the CW in general, because no, <laughs> no Riverdale's yeah, still on there, nothing, no Supernatural, everything's, everything's turned off. But we'll see how Ezra turns out. I mean, you know, maybe he just had a had a mental breakdown of some sort and had to go out and get it out in the most wrong way he could think of. Maybe we'll swing it back around, man. We'll, we'll see, see, man. We'll see I'm, I'm hoping for him, man. I want to give everybody a second chance, yeah. dude. But, um, yeah. <laughs> he, said, he said, but not Ezra. <laughs> not <laughs> Not Ezra, man. It shouldn't, yeah. shouldn't have been there in the first place. So. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, one other thing I want to talk about here. Uh, you know, Netflix had a had a show. Oh, yeah? I mean, Netflix has a lot of shows. They have tons a of shows. A lot of original content. Um, they had a show called Resident Evil. Oh, did they? It was an original oh, yeah? show. Uh, it was released July 14th. Uh, I definitely did not watch that. Yeah, I watched one episode. Um, I didn't even watch one episode. I told you, I kind of gave up after Raccoon City. I just, it was just bad. You know what pissed me off about Raccoon City? Leon. <laughs> well, they had the most badass dude in the entire franchise, the most popular guy in the franchise. Right. And you reduced him to just like a just a, a character who is supposed to be just like a, a comic relief. Yeah. Pissed me off. But I, <laughs> I, I gave this one a shot. Oh, I mean, what? Uh, the series? The series. Okay, here. I got you. I got you. So Sunday, got up, coffee, uh-huh. stretched, yoga, old so man Sunday stuff. Sunday you know like I mean? yesterday? Sunday like back in July. Fair enough. Okay. Gotcha. Watch this. Okay. One episode. Could barely get through it, man. I will say this. I will say this, man. Like, Candy Crush took over Uh, while this, like, five minutes into this this show, man. There was nothing exciting about it. Yeah. And it was slow and it was dumb. That's what you got to think, like, with these series. That first episode's got to hit hard. You have to. That that first, especially with the tension spans that we have now. That first five minutes has got to hit hard. Phone, phone is right there. Yeah. Yep. Easy. Got to hit hard. And if they don't, just you lose it. Um, but I didn't start it, so. Um, <laughs> well, that's good because it did not get renewed for yeah. a second season. Yo, it did not. Got canceled really quickly. I mean, even my, my wife, she's the biggest Resident Evil fan. She hasn't even turned it on. Wild. Yeah. And she was definitely not a fan of Raccoon City. <laughs> she was not a she fan. She did not of walk out of that not, theater. She was not happy about that. You mean you walked out like, eh, yeah, I eh, mean, you know, okay. She said, going home. Yep. We're done here, guys. <laughs> so, man, like, at this point, what do you think that whoever owns the rights to these movies, what do they, like, this, what do they need to do, man? Well, How do they need to well, I didn't watch the series, so I don't know what their are we, uh, production are we, was like. Or it was trash. Okay. That's all you need to know. I mean, Raccoon City was kind of the same. 
Yes. Uh, I don't know. I thought, I thought just maybe a bigger budget, a smarter person, or a better visualized person on these types of movies. Before we know. even talk about budget, right? Yeah. I like to talk about story. Yeah. And elements. Like, this one episode I watched of uh, Resident Evil on Netflix. Yeah. It's been a lot of time in, like, a future quarantine city. We had a black Wesker. It was super weird. Okay, fair enough. He has some daughters. They were at, it was like a high school thing yeah, that was yeah. going on, okay. which is wild. They fought some dogs. Okay. Some, like, mutated dogs. It was just another thing. It was just another thing. That yeah. was, it was just things that were happening, but was not really connected. Right? Gotcha. Like it wasn't telling a story. And that first episode did not get, but, like, my, my question is, like, I would like to see, not in an adaptation like Raccoon City did. Yeah. But I would like to see, like, a Resident Evil movie. You take the first like, game. I would say, like, a good follow of the lore. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and that's... And then I want to see Resident Evil 2. Right. Which follows... Claire and Leon. So do the Chris in the first one with his team, and then right. Claire and Leon in the second one. And that's what you need to do, man. Like them adapting stuff. Like even that even pissed me off. And I love the movies because Mila Djokovic is like my hero, right? Fair enough. But like that kind of annoyed me where they were adaptations and not like straight through. Yeah, what it is, man. Right, right. And I I did not appreciate that at all. Yeah. And then it just got weird. And that's kind of what happens, right? Everything's, you got one franchise doing this thing. Now there's just a random movie out there that's doing something else. Yeah. And we got a series that's doing something else. And I'm not going to follow that. Hey, man, let's go back to McDonald's, bro. Marvel's yep. doing it right. Yep. You just got to control the, get all the stones, bro. That's what Marvel, <laughs> that's what Kevin Feige has, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one of my favorites so far has been like the first one. And just, because, you know, once it broke out. That original, yeah. Yeah, once it broke out of that, it, it just soared out in the middle of nowhere. Which we had, like, maybe not, maybe not, not good stories with those original movies. Right. But we had great scenes. Yes. Great. Yeah, great production. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Paul W.S. Anderson is an okay director. Yeah. But he, what he does do quite well is, like, he can put together, like, a great, fantastic, like, drooling you know, yeah. shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're just like, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. He has done that time and time again, man. So, uh, yeah. Resident Evil on Netflix. Did you guys watch it? Yeah. How many episodes did you get through? I got through almost one. Hobby zero. Did not even, even try. <laughs> All right, JB, you ready to jump into this week's movie? Yeah, man, let's hit it. All right, brother. So this week, man, we have Thief. This was released in 1981, so even before our time. Yep. Other movies that came out that year was Neighbors, Endless Love, Student Bodies, Bustin' Loose, Stripes, Escape from New York, Heavy Metal, and we got two bangers here, okay? Porky's, Fantastic Flick, and the Sam Raimi instant classic, The Evil Dead. Nice. 1981, brother. All right, guys, so Thief uh, was written and directed by Michael Mann from the novel The Home Invaders. This one had a $5.5 million budget and $11.5 million at the box office. Oh, yeah. 
Starting this, we have James Kahn as Frank. Tuesday Weld as Jesse. Willie Nelson as Okla. Jim Belushi as Barry. Robert Prosky as Leo. Tom Signorelli as Intaglia. And Dennis Farina as Carl. And then a bunch of henchmen. A bunch, <laughs> bunch, a bunch, bunch of, of henchmen. henchmen. So many henchmen in this movie, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Go ahead and give us that quick synopsis, man. So Frank's set to make one last big score, but things get a little out of hand in every way, and he has to make some dangerous decisions to protect his life and his family. Oh, yeah. Good stuff, brother. All right, guys. So coming into this movie, um, once again, before our time, man, this is a Michael Mann. Like, this is his first directed movie, and we know Michael Mann from, like, Heat, you know, um... Um, Miami, you know, the heat, what the hell was the Miami show? I'm tr- why does, um, why, I cannot think. I can't, you know, I said Miami no, heat. <laughs> I said heat. That's a basketball you, team. You know, there's no, uh, Miami heat. Definitely. Uh, you know, there's no like way that we start talking about this stuff and it circles back to the right answer. It right? never does. It never does. <laughs> it never does. <laughs> uh, Miami vice is what <laughs> I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, you said heat. And then you said Miami Heat. I said Heat twice, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I thought, like, maybe that is it. So I was with you for the first Heat, and then I didn't know where you Fell off going, the rails yeah. here. But, you know, Michael, yeah, this is his first one, man. The Last of the Mohicans, um, Manhunter, The Insider. Well, he did Heat. That's the movie he did. So I said, I said Miami Heat. That's a freaking. That's a freaking. That's what I'm saying. Basketball team. You said Heat on its own. Damn it, Clyde. And then you said Miami Heat. And then I was like, all right, that's, I'm gonna go run Warner yeah, Brothers, man. They that's don't know what the hell they're doing. Yep. Over. That pisses me off still. <laughs> and uh, Public Enemy. So his first movie was Thief, 1981. Man, this gotcha. movie stars, awesome. like you said, James Caan and, and this guy. This is a guy's guy right here, man. Yes, he is. This is Sonny Corleone <laughs> after the Godfather movies, and he's out doing his own thing now. Right. And Frank is cool, man. Frank is a jewel thief, ex-con, and he's almost like too damn cool. <laughs> he's very, Some, yeah, he's very chill. That, something about that walk, man. Yeah, yeah. Dude has a very, very strong walk, but he's, a, but he's a, a thief, man, and he's one of the best in the game. And what I really enjoyed about him was his preciseness is like he had a lot of tact. Yep. And, you know, he's just very skillful with it, man. I learned that um, Khan actually studied some like safe crackers and stuff to right. to realize like what they did. I thought that was really cool, man. Yeah. You really saw that. Michael Mann is one of the early directors who like, hey, this is what you're going to do. This is the part you're playing. Go learn this part. Just gotcha. don't show up, right? Yeah, this one ain't just reading lines because exactly. a lot of it's not reading lines. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, method acting really started kind of here. Mm-hmm. Guys were doing it bef- be- before, um, but really started here, man, with, like, go learn this. Go get immersed in this world. Right. This is what you're going to be sh- doing on screen, man. And, and James Caan, fantastic guy. Rest in peace, by, by the way, one of the greatest who ever did it, man, in Hollywood. Um, your thoughts about Frank, man? Talk to me. Uh, super cool. Always uh, showing off some good style. Dude, 
Duke uh, what was one of the things he says too? He's like, I changed my car like other people change their socks. I think that's what he says. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, just cool, man. Every time he's talking to somebody, he's just he's the the attention. He's the center of the room. Uh, and, I, and throughout the thing, we learn about him too, as far as being not only being cool, being this thief. He's trying to start a family. Yeah, he has like so, a vision board. Yeah, well, it's yeah. like a vision card or something that he keeps in his pocket. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, if you open that door behind you, there's a vision board. Um, it's got a bunch of like red strings and stuff. Exactly, okay. man. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. That's exactly what it is, actually. So he has like this vision card, piece of paper or whatever yeah. that he kind of holds on to exactly the things that he wants in life. Um, which tells me like, yeah, he's this cool kind of this rough ex-con badass guy who yeah. like safe cracks and everything also runs two businesses. Yep. Right. Has a bar. It's a front and yeah. has a, has a car. Kind of has a, um, thief money somewhere. Or another. Yeah. You know, yeah. it has a, another car dealership, another front, Yeah, but this is exactly what he does. Never sells any cars. <laughs> he just drives them. He just drives, <laughs> just drives them all. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> doesn't doesn't need to doesn't yeah. need to sell yeah <laughs> uh yeah so he ends up one of his family and he decides he's gonna retire right one last job one last job everything's been going great up until this one last job yeah for the most part uh but then that one last job turns into one more last job yeah <laughs> yeah man he gets, he gets sucked into this mess with uh one of the other guys well i will say this man like the um, I've been in the game for for a while, you know, but I'm getting older. I got all the money in the world. Right. I need to get out. That's a tried and true, like, <laughs> well, way like, to not get out. <laughs> way right, to right. get out. Like, you know, going into it when the trailer's like, one last job. Yeah. It's I, okay. I feel like you just keep that to yourself and you just be gone, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, get your money and Stop you're just. telling people this is your last job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody's worried about your last job, uh, especially if you're the best thief in the area. Exactly, man. Yeah. And he definitely was. Um, no, nah, he was definitely cool, man. And I like that he had an he had an out, and yeah. he thought that it was going to be easy, but it was not. Yeah. But here's the thing, man, and we'll talk about the uh, next characters in just a few minutes. Here, he gets himself kind of wrapped around with the who he thinks are acquaintances business yeah associates and friends and soon as fi- finds out they're double cro- what do they say what are they how they used to talk in the 80s they're double cro- or the 70s 80s double crossing no gooders i don't know how they talk dude but scallywags scallywags, scallywags. <laughs> i don't know do i need to bleep that <laughs> you might need to it's, it's 2022 my grandmother yeah, so. listen to this pod <laughs> damn it <laughs> Yeah, he finds out that there are no friends in this business. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man, let's uh, jump over here to Tuesday Weld as Jesse, who is his girl. Yes, sir. And I don't have much to say about her, man. Ain't much to say about her. I will say this. The story involves a lot, like front and center, like even look at the poster. It's... James Conn, Frank, right there, front and center. Usually in, in these type of movies, it's like, you know, four or five people. If it's the, This is a character study on this on this guy, man. Yeah, he, he's rarely not in frame. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if he's, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was never not, or he was always in frame. He was almost in every scene. Yeah. 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 Um, you yeah, know, she, or like scene adjacent. Yeah. 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 She shows her, basically her whole part of this is kind of, they're trying to adopt the kid. That's kind of her part of the storyline, right? They're going through the adoption and they're obviously not going to get yeah. a child because he is a convict and, you know, they don't appreciate that. A little difficult. Yeah. There. Yeah. A little, little difficult there. Uh, that's her storyline. She's there to help him. She loves him, appreciates the, him. I do like how he was, he like pulled her out of the restaurant, got in the car <laughs> and was just like, yeah, I'm a thief. And she's just like, yeah, your point. Like, look at these suits. Look yeah. at this tailored hair. Look at this. Look yeah. at this ring and this yeah. the slink cut ring, right? He loves that. He loves the, that ring. The flossing, dude. Yeah. Just yeah. The, she's just like, okay, cool. <laughs> Good for you, guy. <laughs> 1981 flossing yeah. right there, bro. Hard. Just showing them, man. As the kids say today, drip. Yeah. Is that what they say? He has the drip. That's kind of gross, but all right. Let us know if I said that right, guys, okay? I'm 35 going on 42, okay? <laughs> that time that meant something different, too. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, yeah. Very true, man. <laughs> All right, dude. We got a uh we got Willie Nelson, a small role. Um, but David Okla uh Bernatow. Bernanow. Sure. I'm, I'm I sure. Call him Okla. Okla. Yeah. yeah. And uh he is uh Frank's mentor. Kind of showed him everything. Yeah. But he's behind bars. Yep. When we meet this guy. Right. Oh. And 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 Oakla's like, dude, Frank, like, give me give me out of here, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, I could get you out of here, but right, like right. you have months to go, bro. Like, why would you <laughs> why would you mess this up? Yeah, just, just hang out for a few more months. That's all you gotta do. <laughs> right. Um, so he's kinda like that moral compass. And it just gives Frank more you know, he lives his life a certain way. Yeah. But it gives him more like emotional connection to people. Right. And right. I appreciate I appreciated like those kind of character tidbits in the story. Yeah, that's kinda like Jesse. Jesse's yeah. part of that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because coming come to this next guy, Jim Belushi as Barry. Um Jim Belushi. This is his partner in crime, dude. Yep. And it's a young He's actually going to ask James Belushi in this movie. Did you see those opening credits? Oh, did uh, he? It was, it was oh, James. All right. And he hadn't hit hit the age of Jim no, where your name Jim, changes yes. to Jim. He, was, gotcha. he wasn't like dad yet. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> when you come a dad, you go from James to Jim. Right, right. Um, my buddy James Lenore, he's been on the pod. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to call him. He has two daughters now. Yeah. Try to call him Jim, dude. I mean, I, I feel like you change the Jim if you name your son James, maybe. He does not have any boys yet. You know? So. I don't know if that's how. I don't know the rules. I don't know the rules either. I don't know You know what? Rules. We're going to call him. You start calling him Jim? He's going to punch me <laughs> if I do that. <laughs> yeah, let's not get nobody punched. Right? Yeah. Uh, but no, man. Uh, <laughs> Jim Belushi has Barry. And he's kind of like the the guy behind the guy, man. He's yeah. there, kind of tech, kind of early '80s tech guy. Yeah, uh, but also yeah. has like all the equipment and everything. Right. Yeah, I love watching them tie into the like security system in that building. <laughs> yeah, so good. So good. <laughs> just, oh, I just, yeah, I just so enjoy 80s. that. Just yeah, I just so enjoy '80s, it. man. <laughs> just clamping on the little wires. Yeah. 
So good. Yeah. That was cool, man. Yeah. Guys, you got to check this film out, man. <laughs> All right. We got uh, Robert Prosky as Leo. And <clears throat> Leo is the guy that help, that gets entangled, well, kind of takes over as point for collecting for Frank and cleaning the, the, the diamonds, getting him the money and everything. Yeah. Um, but also they become business associates and Leo's actually the one who helps Frank and Jesse get the kid. Yep. They, so they have the kid. So he's kind of intertangled with these people now, right? It's still right. all like bad people. We're not, it's all a terrible situation. Yeah. Remember we, I yeah. mean, we talked about maybe last season where there are, we're kind of in this world of just bad people. Yeah. We're in this world again, right? Yep. That's it. There's no good guys here. Yep. Just the baby. When the baby shows just up. Just the baby. Yeah. Right. Um, maybe Jesse, but she's, she knows that he does this. She's he doesn't entangled. care. Yeah, she's in it. So she's entangled as well. <laughs> so um, he ha- he now is, has ties to Leo. So Leo has something over him. Oh, yeah. And with that, <clears throat> you want this? Yep. I want this. Quid pro quo. Yep. Let me get that get, money. You want to get out of this? I got a job for you. Yep. You want to do this? I one, got a job One for last, you. One last job. One last ride. <laughs> <laughs> One last job. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get through this, man. Yep, yep. So, um, that's when things kind of start to take awry here, because he does the one job, and yeah. I have. I I will say, man, this is probably my favorite scene of them trying to get into. Well, they got all the the diamonds out. The where they were like weld or they were burning the door off. Dude, that was so cool. Yeah. Man. That was a long scene too. It was so it was, intricate, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they used the long lens. Yeah, and it was just like we're gonna capture everything. This whole this whole room. This whole room. Yeah. We're gonna capture this and this entire scene where we're just taking this safe door off. Yeah, we're gonna do it, man. Yeah, it was it was uh very interesting. Even, all those scenes were though, like the opener was really good. Um, and that's what you want to open with, right? You open up with this. Nice little score. Yeah. Um, him just doing work. First off. So you know like how intricate, how detailed, yeah. how precise that he is, man. Yep. And then the whole uh scene you're talking about was a long process as well. It was like it was like we were walking through it in real time with him. So we were sta- yeah, we were standing there yeah. and it's like, all right, James, get him get him his shit, dude. Yeah, he yeah. has to go do the <laughs> thing. What's taking you so yeah. so long? <laughs> Other guy just looking out like for the police scanners and everything, man. So it was definitely, it almost feels like the movie was going, going, going. And when these like um, heist scenes were going down, it slowed down so we can like experience this, right? And because we've already, we got to take ourselves back, we wasn't there. Yeah. But like people experiencing that for the first time. Right. They're like, wow, this is awesome. This is amazing. Yeah. We've seen it time and time again because we've seen a lot of movies who have done this, right? But, it, but it's always quick. It's, oh, yeah, because... You don't get to see all the... Intricate details. Yeah, the drilling and all that stuff. It's usually cutscene, uh, for each little part. Yep. And then you're in the you're in the vault. Red Notice, man. They were in the vault quick, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, this is when it kind of goes wrong with Leo, and Leo has him do this one job, 
and he goes to cash out. I love the beach scene too. That that was really cool. Yeah. But then he goes to cash out with Leo, and Leo was like, "I know. We actually got another job lined up for you. Yeah. Here's your little bit of money. Yeah, there you go, man. You we'll get, get you catch the rest in for the next job. We'll go. We'll go one for you, yeah. seventeen yeah. for me, one <laughs> for you, yep. forty-seven for me. <laughs> Yep, that's exactly how that went. Frank gets pissed off, um, takes money, runs, and everything. Yep. But it's like, all right, I'm out, I'm done. And this is where it gets dark. Yeah, with Leo and all of his henchmen. <laughs> um, Dennis Farina in there. Yeah, <laughs> you are right. Yeah, still got that cool ass mustache. <laughs> God, Farina, <laughs> dude. Twenty thirteen. All right. Um, it gets it gets kind of uh, deadly after that, man. Yeah. I'll, I'll just leave it up to that. And Frank goes like Max Payne on him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, really, perfect. I really got like Max Payne yeah, vibes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He uh, he does a lot of work at the end of the scenes. Does a lot of work, bro. Um, which is fun, man. So, uh, do. let's talk about, I mean, like I said, we have a crap ton of henchmen and they get shot <laughs> and they, they do some shooting and there's some dumb cops that go to, yeah, yeah. uh, Ohio. Where'd they go? Where did the, where did remember. that, where did that, <laughs> well, he put the tracker on the bus. Well, he goes out of frame. I thought that was I, really cool as well. So the, the police are, <laughs> are tracking him right with like this 1981 tracker, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Looks like a cell phone. High technology the right there, it. right? Big <laughs> antenna. And yeah. uh, he goes out of frame. Right. Frank does. And then he comes back in frame. And then, like, we start going again. And the cops are like, all right, I got, I picked him up. We find out the cops are following him. Cops are following the bus where the tracker is on. It's going right. to, like, Wyoming or somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. Somewhere way, going. way far or whatever. So, <clears throat> yeah. Um, the look and feel of this movie, man, this definitely is, it's defined as a neo-noir heist action thriller film, so it's a lot of words. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of Michael Mann's vibe across the board. I don't know how many Michael Mann films that you, you've seen, um, but that's always been his vibe, and he just kind of ups the ante right. and everything, going with, like, Public Enemies, um, Black Hat, which was actually good with Chris Hemsworth, Thor. Miami um, Heat. Miami Heat, yes, very, very new. Oh, good God. <laughs> hate you so much. Did that shit on purpose. Yeah, I did, I did. <laughs> Miami Vice yeah, yeah. was also like a neo-noir uh, detective show. And even the movie with Colin Farrell and Jamie Foxx, which didn't do good, but I will say that was a really sexy movie. Which was that? Miami Vice. The movie? The movie. I did not watch the movie. You didn't go see that with me and John? I don't think so. There was a third person that it might have been Mitchell. There was a third person who went with that me and John. And that third person guy. walked out, said a different brown <laughs> guy. <laughs> I guess Mitchell's close yeah, enough, I, mean, I guess. Yeah, he's <laughs> some Greek in him or something, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um But the, the third guy walked out and was like, This sucked. I love Colin Farrell, I love Jamie Foxx. This movie sucked. Right. And I thought it was you for some reason. <laughs> it was back in two thousand six. Right, right. So um mm-hmm. I don't, th- don't think so. All right. Well, yeah, yeah, 
But it was, but it looked really cool, man. It kind of had that neo noir. So that's always been gotcha. like his style, man. So he brings, he starts that here, and definitely rocks through it. And that's what I really enjoyed about this film here, man. Is just that that kind of dark style, and even those like long shots, man. Yeah, that was just really, really fun for me. Yeah, for me on that, it it was the the safe crack and all that stuff was fun to watch. Those scenes. It was heavy dialogue. Heavy, heavy. I will say, in between. I will say this, dude. Yeah. A lot of words. Yeah. I will say. A lot say, of words. I will say this about Michael Mann, dude. And it was like over a two hour movie. Michael Mann is really known for his dense scripts. Yeah. Yeah. They never, once there was like, once the, the heist was over or starting, um, before that, just dialogue, just so much, so much, just a lot, a lot thrown at you real quick too. You get a lot of exposition. Yeah, man. yeah, a lot. You get a lot of exposition. Like they were in the diner forever. Yeah. that one scene. <laughs> they, really were. they were in that diner for a while. Yeah, and you know that I will say this without giving a rating, man. For me and Michael Mann films, that's always a knock for me, which means like you get less stars. Yeah. Because it's so much information. It's a lot. It's really a lot to to keep in mind and keep the characters on track. Yes. But luckily, there's not a lot of characters. Very true. That's that's kind of the the balance out. You got basically four or five characters that really talk the yeah. whole movie. Agreed. But they talk a lot. They talk a lot. They talk a lot. <laughs> yes. You know who doesn't talk a lot? Lucy. <laughs> no, he don't. He does not really talk. He really does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does not talk that much, man. But um, I will say, man, the music in this um, tension that you can cut with a knife, man. Yes. That was the feel that Michael. Man, that's like that's his style. He Michael Mann has a, Michael. Man, Michael. Man, if your name is Michael and you're a director, yeah, yeah. you have a style and you stick to it. Right. Damn it. Bay and man, they stick with their style, and no you have to. Movie. You have to you have to with the movie like this. Yeah. Cuz when there's no talking or when when the talking stops, it stops. And it's action time. It's action time and all you have is noises and the score. That score and that score man is just dense. Yeah. So good. Yep. <laughs> yeah man, so this was shot on location in Chicago. Sweet. Um I thought that was really cool, man. Yeah. I, there was a one scene when, well, you know, the Dark Knight was also shot on location in Chicago. So there's one scene when they're going through, I guess the subway is above and they're driving and they yeah. stop right right here. That's the same damn road they use in the Dark Knight. Right. It's like, seen that before, <laughs> man, right? Seen like, a lot, actually. You've seen it a lot. It's, a, it's kind of an iconic look yeah right the roadways like you said the roadways and you're driving under the road or you're driving under this well the train i don't know if it's a subway it's not a subway because it's above you right yeah i don't know how that works works. (laughs) can we just fall back yeah 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 yeah. it was awesome (laughs) not a train guy i'm not joe biden i don't know what's going on i'm not pete Buttigieg. i don't know what the hell is going on with transportation and trains and stuff okay like thomas the tank engine to you or something Gosh, I don't know this crap. I just get on them. 
I don't even get on them. I haven't been on a train in forever. I have not either. I don't, <laughs> it's been forever. I don't even something. know what to do. <laughs> Take your ticket? Just, yeah. I, just, I just hold this? Okay. Are you are you really with the big hat going to yeah. gonna, gonna <laughs> add this? Is that what you're going to you can take out your uh, pocket watch. <laughs> Check. <laughs> All aboard. <laughs> All right, guys. So that's our conversation about Thief, 1981. Michael Mann's uh, first <laughs> film that he uh, directed. JV. Ugh. Talk to me, brother. What were your uh, thoughts and ratings about this? It was... Uh... The long flick, yeah, it was a long ride. Um, I enjoyed the the scenes that they put a lot of work into, as far as breaking in the heist part. You know, him going in, stealing diamonds, and just seeing that eighties, seventies, the eighties kind of tech that they were using. Right, the cars, the all that stuff was really cool to watch. But it was a long ride in between. Yeah. It's a long ride in between, man. A lot of, a lot of talking, a lot of, a lot of information. And you know what? That talking, man. <clears throat> if it connected dots to go to yeah. the next scene, that's one thing. Right. But it was a lot of it was just exposition. Yeah. And like, yeah, you're building Frank, but you don't care about anybody else. Right. So when you're learning about everybody else, you, like it doesn't. That's where you lose that. Train, yeah. yeah, yeah. You lose that train going forward, and that's where it becomes like you kind of start losing the attention because you're exactly. like, now this story is getting a little crazy. Yep, you know you're going all over the place. Um, but even then, uh, when we're watching Frank and seeing what he's doing and everything, it was, it was at the end of the day it was pretty. Good. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna give this one three buckets. Okay, popcorn. Um, don't know if I watch it again. Yeah. Uh, but it was definitely worse than the first watch. It was a good movie. End of the day. Uh, what about you, man? What you got for us? Yeah, I'm giving this one two buckets of popcorn, Two bro. buckets, fair enough. Yeah, dude. Um, once again, D- James Conn in this movie, fantastic. Yeah. Um, just a man who wants to walk away from the game. Right. And live a normal life with his baby and girlfriend. Um... I, I am a sucker for those type of movies, man. Right. Because you can do a lot with those characters. You can do a lot of character development with those people as well. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, just a guy living his life. Yeah. Regardless of his career choice. Right. And how he keeps getting sucked back in because of <laughs> X, Y, and Z, man. Yeah. It, it's a tried and true. Like I said earlier, it's tried and true. So when you're in the criminal belly, the criminal underworld, right? You just can't walk away. Like, I could, yeah. you and I can just quit our job tomorrow and be like, if you, if you, if you, you actually were never cool, I'm out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then we got to go home to our wives. So yes. I feel like your points are still a little shy. <laughs> Damn it. Two buckets of popcorn, two guys. <laughs> the music was cool. Um, it was just kind of logging the tooth. Yeah. Right? We kind of slimmed this down by a good... 20, 30 minutes. Easy. And it Easy. would have been still a fantastic film. But once again, that's um, that's his style. Yeah. He does long dialogue. It's It works well in Public Enemies, man. It works it, well in Heat. It does not... It doesn't even work well in Miami Vice like the movie. Right. But it does... It When it hits, it does hit. And sometimes it just doesn't. Yeah. And I kind of expect that for 
movies like this, right? Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna have to learn about somebody yep. and some characters. It's not just gonna play itself out. All right, team. Thank you for subscribing to this week's episode, Talking Through Thief. Next week, we'll be talking about the 2011 Jake G flick, Source Code. And that's streaming on Amazon Prime. I'm Clyde Smith. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as I am Clyde D. Smith. I'm Javier Villalobos. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at MrJ8200. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.